0: hey guys team of podcast episode 197 Uh, quarantine has happened games have been released there's a lot going on this is carlos and with me is matthew
1: it's a crazy world
0: (laughs) it's a new world actually i'd like to think that this whole air like the the globe will actually you know I'd like to think change for the better after we go through this because this is our generation's pandemic, so you know
1: we'll be we'll be we'll be nicer to groceries we'll be we'll be kinder <laughs> to delivery staff uh sure. and we'll be more be more appreciative of the people of the of the working class that holds our society together
0: <laughs> and thank you, video games for keeping us at bay because I'm sure like. Maybe the ones who are listening or, you know, us ourselves, we're all in quarantine. We're trying to do our part and, you know, um, to prevent the spread.
1: You of had to the flatten the curve, as they call it.
0: Yeah, which is actually a very interesting way of approach. I, I never really thought about that in, in, in terms of pandemics and everything. Mm-hmm. So something
1: to learn, um, you it's, know, in this day and age. I mean, not to get all medical politics here, but, but because the thing is, you know, which is people get sick every day, you know, the medical system exists you know and you know does its part to keep the whole society healthy and a pandemic it just adds strain to the system and you know we can't just we can't just take our medical workers for granted that they're ready to to take on all these all these cases when they still have other people to take care of our our, our, our we have to take care of you know the other other sick people in our family you know uh friends and family and loved ones who have conditions and all that stuff and they don't yeah. need they don't need a, a, a a, a pandemic to make it harder for their lives.
0: Yeah. So hopefully like you know hopefully like it, even the Philippines or even the rest of the world we we learn um to what's going on here so we can at least protect our healthcare system to keep them afloat. <laughs> Cuz yeah. that's that's when things goes to shit.
1: Yeah, and what's really um, and what's really entertaining to me also is that you know uh for us gamers here for those of us uh you know our time is now because you know a lot of people are telling me like oh wow, you know I gotta stay at home. I gotta work from home. I don't know what to do. I, I, you know, I've got all this time on my hands, not spent commuting or, you know, in unnecessary meetings with my boss. What am I gonna do right. now? I'm like, video games, brah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what they're there for, uh, and yeah,
0: and it's a good time actually to you know to dive in. If you have a backlog, work right. on that backlog. If you want
1: new games, yeah, you, came got, out. you got you got a Steam you got a Steam backlog you got to get through. You know, now is a great great time, as Carlos said. And heck, if you're not a gamer and you're just listening to us for 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 shits and giggles, you know you've got a Netflix queue to work through. So you know, get to oh, it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: There's a lot to keep you at bay in whatever yeah. like, duration of your quarantine or wherever you are in the part of the world. Yeah. I think the whole world is currently at, at like, what, 20% efficiency right now? Like, no one's really doing anything outside their homes, mm-hmm. and rightfully it's so. But yes, like I mentioned a while ago, there are new games that came that just came out recently, especially last week, no, this week, wait, no, last it,
1: it, week. It's, it, was, uh, three day, it was two days ago. that three, Two days ago? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been playing Doom Eternal? <laughs>
0: No, because it's Sunday, right? Now. I mean, it's Saturday, right now. I was just like, it's still the same week. I was like, what, am I, what am I doing? Um, but yeah. yeah, Doom Eternal's already out, and even Animal Crossing, Animal is Crossing New out.
1: Horizons, and uh, yeah, uh, two great games that you know everybody's been waiting for this month came out at the time that we all really needed them. <laughs> I know and, and, and thank so God for digital I, thank God for digital delivery right thank God we, for digital it but it's digital.
0: interesting though that like a lot of like the upcoming games what I like I mentioned like um, Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal and like even the upcoming ones in the next few weeks like Resident Evil 3 Final Fantasy 7 Remake um, the local stores well that's they have their own issues because the pre-orders and whoever wanted those physical copies will not happen so digital will be like the only option unless you really want to go outside and get that precious physical copy um but thankfully we're at that point now yeah we can get games even just by st- sticking around in Man, imagine
1: how horrible it would have been if it was the mid-90s right now and you know we would actually you know we won't be we won't, we'd actually have to get games <laughs> exclusively physically we'd be screwed
0: <laughs> oh yeah we'd Block- never be screwed so
1: b- b- if, if the pandemic happened in the mid-90s blockbuster video would be <laughs> would be in trouble
0: <laughs> yeah but anyway, um moving forward though, I did, you know, uh pre purchase Doom Eternal. Um played it when it pretty much launched and uh I'm like eight hours in and I'm just having a blast just just doing the Doom things, just <laughs> killing everything left and right. It's just it's really pumping my head That thing is just a non stop action left
1: and right. Can your can your and heart take it? I mean, you know, like sometimes apparently it can.
0: <laughs> even my even my even the water in my ears, like I'm not getting dizzy or anything. And I'm moving I'm really looking, I'm moving fast. I'm uh-huh. super fast. I'm like dashing left and right, double jumping, dodging, Oh, I'll chainsaw this guy for ammo. Oh I'll smack this guy with a with a punch. Oh there's like you know, there's quad don't know, like boosts or whatever. Did you like, play
1: did you play the original Doom twenty sixteen?
0: Yes, I did in the PS4. Yeah, um, I'm playing right now on the on the PC version for Eternal.
1: For Eternal, yeah, because because yeah. I, I love Doom twenty sixteen. I respect the game's right. design. I you know I, I I I love it so much. But I couldn't finish the game because I felt like my heart rate was going through the roof, and I was worried. I was worried I would die on the spot <laughs> from, the, from from the all the adrenaline just coursing through my veins. You know, if you're
0: worried about that, I suggest you do not play this yet until you know, or maybe you, to prevent that kind of scenario happening again, because it's because Eternal is pretty much the same but more
1: (laughs) when when, when things die when things when hopefully this virus blows over I'm gonna go to the doctor and get a checkup and say hey doc how's my heart can I play Doom Eternal
0: (laughs) yeah it's actually a good yeah like, like you I like you mentioned it, but it's actually a good like um, indicator if you can actually take like high high octane high adrenaline games because um, yeah I'm, I'm not even kidding when I say like when you're in an arena filled with monsters you're gonna be there for like five minutes and constantly like you have no time to stay still mm. at all unless you want to die and it's just right for it to be that way it's a it's an interesting like I think they well it's, great about doom eternal is that they actually is a testament to these kinds of SP, uh, fps games can still live in the world where there's like it's mostly run by online competitive um fps games really this is just a pure campaign um so what's, arena what's, fest. So what's new then about doom eternal
1: what's, what's new what do you,
0: what do you- it's what's new about doom eternal is more of actually I can't. There's not much of like new per se, but more of Doom six Doom 2016 was great. They just went and worked on what they had. Mm. That's what happened. They made it more colorful. Make it, it. like more of like quality of life improvements. Mm. The, to, thing,
1: the thing I'm hearing about from the game now is that the thing I'm hearing about is there's a lot more mobility options. Like they tried yes. to make it so that 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 Doom Slayer has a lot more forward momentum. Like he didn't already have it from the from the whole like rip and tear system, but in this game, like he can now double jump, double dash. Uh they kind of compare him to, to Mario from well uh, or as as the creative director Hugo Martin calls it Mario <laughs> sorry I just, it's I, actually
0: it's um yeah you get those the, the, the ability to double jump and dash really quickly in the game and that instantly makes you like that's your that's your that's your sense of the defense you have to move you have to keep going you have to pick mm-hmm. up what you'd need and it's essentially it just works well mm-hmm. and better that the fact that you have more mobility mm-hmm. and um, it's just more of an improved version of what you saw in 2016. So, in essence, you can actually, if ever you've never played the 2016 version of Doom, you can actually jump to that, see if that's something you can actually play for like an hour or two with all that adrenaline. And then Doom Eternal will definitely be something up your alley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it's, it's like a well-polished um, demon-killing machine. And mm-hmm. it's great. It's like... It's a mix of like arena um, action, and then to cut the action, to cut to cut the pace. There's platforming, mm. so they really put an emphasis on the fact that Slayer is very mo- mobile, and that's how you traverse through the map. And it's actually fun to like. It's actually, it's funny how they actually you actually mentioned Mario because you know those like those flame like those obstacles with like flame like uh, rotating flames. Mm-hmm. Like a, like, they have that there in Doom for some reason. It made me think, like, is this Mario? I mean, like, it's, like I have to destroy, I have to, like, um, avoid radiation and then these, like, rotating, flaming, uh, yeah, um, poles. It's just, yeah, it's actually a lot of fun.
1: And one thing I'm always like, I noticed between Arcane Studios, who made Dishonored Prey and Wolfenstein Youngblood, and, uh, um, do a uh, bit in software is that level design is really their forte. And I'm just, you know, these two Bethesda studios, and I want to know, like, how is the level design fair in Doom Eternal? Like, do you see more variety, less variety? Like, is the majority I see of see a lot of variety?
0: Mm-hmm. I see, for me, at least right now, I see a lot of variety and a lot of, like, mm-hmm. um, They've put a lot of emphasis on the fact that yes, you'll be moving a lot. The character will be moving fast. You'll be moving forward. And there's always an option. There's always you don't feel like the map is stopping you from doing that. Mm. Like there's always a portal jump in. There's always a, like something to jump really high up. You there's enough um, obstacles and placements of the of the things you need perfectly placed in the map. Um, and it's and it's it just contributes to what this game is mostly uh, about in terms of like high-speed action Mm. and yeah level design is definitely cool especially the ones without the without action the ones again the platforming they make you think a bit Mm. which is kind of cool there's puzzles very simple puzzles that like kind of tones you down like after that like five minute of just pure shooting then okay time for you to think just a bit Mm -mm. and it's a good pace It's it's a it's a good rhythm to keep going and after 8 hours I still want more mm-hmm. and the progression from the from the, from the from the shotgun you get in the start of the game to where I am now um, yeah definitely well
1: laid out And polished uh, for sure I got one last question for you Carlos do they do they build significantly on the lore that was that uh, of, of the Doom because the big th- deal about Doom in 2016 was they really fixated on this idea of the legendary Doom Slayer as being part of this ongoing saga so how do they work on that in doom uh, eternal it's more on the sidelines because like it's not really
0: spoilery, but you're essentially just there to like lessen the the presence of the demons in in er, on earth and um you know they think of you as as, uh, as the number one threat, and if you want to get more about the what people think about slayer and what what slayer is to the to to this world of course there's audio logs and everything that really like tell you like I mean, talking like there's actually like a doctor like saying like oh my god for some reason there's this guy walking around mm-hmm. and he somehow can kill all of them without any remorse and like you'll have those kinds of audio logs and it's kind of video
1: it's game kind of, um, entertaining. video game world building one one I say they
0: try. They, uh, they try to do. They try to put some like uh, some context to Mr. Slayer, and I actually, what's actually pretty cool. First name
1: Doom, his last name Slayer.
0: Yes, <laughs> facial expressions. You can see through the visor. I mean, through the helmet, w- 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 which is actually pretty new to me, at least for me. Like, you can actually see him like um, squinting his eyes in um, during cutscenes and everything. But definitely a cool game. I'll check out more of the online, do the battle mode, because I'm just focused on the campaign right now. So, mm-hmm. and
1: yeah. we'll be we getting a we'll be we get, getting a full review from you sometime soon. Or yeah, oh, okay, cool, I cool. I think
0: cool, I'll, cool. I'll, I'll definitely do a review on this one. Um, yeah, do Maternal. Um, but yeah, that's not the only thing that came out. Um, you know, because Animal Crossing, you know, came out as well. But we also had talks of the PS Five.
1: Yeah, much. so PlayStation Five dropped. Like you and Miggy were in the you you and Miggy were in the group chat about this. I was kind of like yeah. just you know, zoning out already at this point. But the that PlayStation, the ha- yeah, yeah, PlayStation. Mark Cerny and the rest of the peeps at, at Xbox, at, sorry at Xbox at PlayStation development, sort of released a a speech like a presentation about the PlayStation Five specs, which. Appeared to be like I think it seems to be a repurposed GDC conference speech because there was a lot there wasn't a lot of dazzle or razzle. It's more
0: for developers and for investors, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what it felt like. It Pretty felt sure it is yeah more speaking to the, to the to the technical side. So
0: with that with that alone, like the chat that was watching it was completely irrelevant because it's not for them. <laughs> you're yeah, not, you're not. There's nothing like there's no flair or anything. It's supposed yeah. to be why you want you know. But it was actually interesting to. Um, to listen to at this, at fr- I picked up I think the first ten minutes of it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, maybe maybe you can actually run down what the PS5 is gonna have once it comes out in the winter. Like okay, if, so
1: in layman's terms, like, yeah, yeah. How okay, do you so do this? I, I, I'm not gonna get too much into this because this is information you can find on literally any website that is just obsessed with video games. Uh, so I'm gonna try to break it down to right, yeah. And what we know now is that the PlayStation Five will have a. Uh, an 8 core 3.5 gigahertz cpu uh gpu that uh, is 2.23 gigahertz and max out at about 10 and a half teraflops a little less than that uh 16 gigabytes ddr ram and um memory bandwidth for about 448 gigabytes and a custom solid state drive of 825 gigabytes per storage there's more information more specs that we have but uh i don't think it's necessary to get into all of them and i think what Sony was really trying to sell here other other presentation was how it, the game the console is going to be interesting to game developers rather than trying right. to sell new features to the consumers so they talked about how the playstation would be faster and you know uh able to overcome some of the limitations that has held back some of the biggest open world games in the past um like Spy- Marvel Spider-Man, um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. These are games that depend a lot on getting a lot of visual data on screen as fast as the player can run through it. And right. what's been holding back uh, the consoles is the way the memory is structured. And um,
0: that's where the SSD comes
1: in. Yeah, that's
0: their yeah. take on the SSD, which is actually pretty interesting in how they explain that with this. Like, it's been... I think what... Um, what they mentioned was this is the most sought out feature developers were asking for. Like, can you please put an SSD on your on your on your new next gen system, so it'll be easier to to um to manage or load what data we need on that specific point in the game. Mm-mm. And but yeah, it's actually pretty interesting to see that SSD would would be a, a big feature instead of just like you know more therap, uh, therap- Flux yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's just more of like, here's how we manage and foot fu- and properly speed up the loading process of the, 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 the data.
1: Uh, so I'm not going to bother reiterating all the specs of the Xbox uh, Series X. They're comparable to the PlayStation 5, extremely similar, but it's generally agreed upon that it has the same, sorry, it has the same, it had more uh, processing muscle than the PlayStation 5, uh, considered to have a technical edge and but the th- the funny thing about it is that I'm sure PlayStation stands and Xbox stands are going to debate this for months. But we're really not going to know anything about these consoles, or at least we're not going to know a lot about these consoles until we actually have experiences with what the finished games look like on, at the very least, testing kits production hardware, which yeah. we're not going to hear about until months from now. I like
0: yeah, I'd like to think that maybe June to July is when we have more of a better picture to at least because that's the reason why like E3 is very important and everything and th- that little window just so like okay this is coming here's what we need to do like like for the games for the developers and of course the the consumers like yeah. you know it's not like every day we can just you know dish out like three hundred four hundred dollars for something so which I assume might be the might be the the window for the price tag. Um, Backward, backwards comp, uh, backwards compatibility. Did I just say that right or wrong? I'm not
1: you didn't sure. you got, you got it right, you got it right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and my brain's kind of messed up from Doom. But yeah, um, what do we know more about that specific? Because I know that the presentation mentioned uh, the PS5's take on it. Mm-mm.
1: I think they're going to have a limited library. Um, the backwards compatibility, near as I can tell, is going to be the top 100 most played games on the PlayStation Network. So what Sony is going to do, uh, if I didn't miss here, is they're going to take all like the games that are most played and sort of like stack them up, and then say, all right. right, these are the games we need to prioritize for for backwards compatibility. Which makes sense. I mean, you don't wanna you don't wanna put some random ass obscure games that nobody really cares about, you know? No, but uh, it's
0: good that you know, like. We can at least. I'm excited to actually have that. That oh, okay. What the 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 previous games that like I adore. Like maybe I'm just putting out there. Maybe an Uncharted game yeah could yeah. work on the PS Five. Yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. Like Last of Us Part Two. Especially the, I'm sure those would be one of the top ones. Which, especially because you're asking us to invest on like exclusive games coming out in June. Like uh, Ghost of Tsushima Sh- and then Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. It would mm-hmm. be great to see that like available already on PS Five. Yeah, I think,
1: uh, I think I think uh, since you brought up backwards compatibility, I'm I guess I'm interested in talking about this, which is that the Xbox, as um, is famously known, they're really big on backwards compatibility, and what they did initiate was a program called uh, um, I believe it's called uh, crap crap. It's called um, smart delivery. It's smart delivery. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, okay. yeah. Ah, oh, look at me. I, did, I got it without even googling it. Smart delivery. <laughs> Which is the well, if you buy a game on the Xbox One, uh, if it's a first party title, you will have it for the Xbox Series X when you own an Xbox. You mean like you won't have to rebuy the game. You know, as long as it's Which is
0: different. what they 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 did that also for Xbox One
1: if I'm, if I'm mistaken. If you'd like buy if you pop in your like, Xbox three sixty game, the machine would register it so that you could have it backwards compatible to you so you could play Gears of War oh, okay. three on your Xbox on your Xbox One no that kind of thing that's what he it's did it's about
0: it's about time that they actually started doing this cuz like yeah. um, it's there's a lot of people now that just like heavily invested in these systems like Yeah and in their libraries Xbox as well one.
1: they don't like Yeah they don't like rebuying and they don't like having to also haul ass like if you if you imagine like you're you're, you're 7 year old and you you pop in gears of war first of all you shouldn't be playing an M-rated game but that's not the point you pop in a game <laughs> and then not, you know, seven years later, you're 14 and you you have a new console, but you lost the disc or whatever, you know, at least you have an account, a game a digital, like, sci- certificate for the account that will carry the game forward.
0: Yeah, and I, I I'm actually happy to see this um, being implemented, because like, we're, we're in that world already. Like, we're gonna have accounts with libraries and everything. Yeah, and it's, it's opt-in, it's though. Great.
1: So, for the third yeah. parties, that means if uh, uh, if Rockstar doesn't want to play ball with this, they could genuinely decide not to. CD Projekt Red has already signed on to do this. They're saying if you buy Cyberpunk 2077 for the Xbox yep. One, you have it for the Series X but i can't imagine once many a few other developers opt into this program i can't imagine any other developer really wanting to opt out because it would just make them look bad <laughs> it would make yeah, them look anti but there will there
0: will be that 1% you know what i mean there's going to be yeah. that one group like yeah we just want to we'll just release a remaster instead of giving it yeah. something for free yeah. and i'm like ugh, okay Mm-mm. um but that's about like it in terms of like the ps5 unless there's something else you want to specifically mention but they just pretty much um expressed like what it's capable of what 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 developers are capable of doing with this system especially with the ps5 presentation yeah and um what comes like i don't think there's anything aside from the the specs and what do you think about these kinds of actually presentations actually before we move on like is this like is this something Good for the to be released in the public, or is or is it just like let's just release it on a specific platform, or just more of like because like not many will get it, not many would want to have it. But I
1: think it's fine. I don't think it's ideal necessarily, but I understand that this is talking to people. This is a this is a kind of presentation that's talking to the people who might want to develop video games, invest in the system, that kind of stuff. It's right. very. It's a very uh, like I said. It's a very. You know, industry focused conversation, uh, sorry, presentation. And I think that's, that's valid. I just think it was a mistake for all of us to assume that it was just going to be for us, you know, like, especially well, since the, it was the, GDC. Well, the,
0: the, the title of the stream didn't really help it when it just said, like, the road the, to PS5. What?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I, thought, I, thought that, I thought that's a very, well, it, it's eye of the beholder stuff, you know, like, for me, that's, that's telling the, the developers, hey guys, well, join us on the road to the PlayStation 5. You know, Actually, like, you know
0: what? Yeah, maybe, maybe you're right in that one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think, okay. Maybe I t- you're right in that one.
1: To wrap this up, I think, and this might take a bit of t- uh, time if you'll indulge me, I think to wrap this up, what I want to talk about is like the sort of like the communication strategy that both companies are playing at uh, regarding their future consoles. I think what's mm-hmm. really interesting uh, about all of this stuff is that they have a different strategy. So, Microsoft is being very open. They're, they're, sort of like laying all the cards on the table by disassembling the parts of so the Xbox Series X and on, in videos and showing you all the internal components, every single piece that's being used to build together Xbox Series X. You know, this is, this is basically 100% transparency and a genuinely unprecedented level of openness that is kind of weird for a machine that's not going to launch until winter. And, aside- and then we have
0: the... PlayStation being complete opposites. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, yeah.
1: A, yeah, like, aside from price, we don't know anything about X. There's nothing about the Xbox Series X, or very little about Xbox Series X, that we don't already know. And to your right. point, Carlos, like, uh, it's a lot more guarded. Like, we don't know a lot of the consumer relevant stuff about the console. Um, right. And we don't even know what, like, what the shape of the machine is. Because Xbox, the- they, they, they showed us a, a big... That, that rectangle cube. We don't even know what the PlayStation 5 looks like. And in the face of Microsoft's openness, it kind of makes Sony look weird, maybe even reticent or suspicious. But actually, what I think is, it's just them playing the more traditional timeline as to how they distribute information about a new console. Because it's still seven months until these consoles land, and we're not going to see, like, uh, there's still a lot that needs to be decided. And I think, I think Microsoft can afford that openness because of the dire straits that they've been in before. Right. Um, if, if Sony were to, op- to put it in a reverse way, if Sony were to communicate so much about the PlayStation 5, they would be undercutting. They would be saying, hey, guys, this machine is super exciting. Stop. Don't buy a PlayStation 4. And why would they want that's, to do this do that. that that's
0: yeah that that makes a lot of sense simply because they're on a they're on an upward, not on an upward, but they're doing well with the p s four and exactly. they're transitioning well they don't want to burn what's already being successful. We're talking yeah. about a playstation like a system that's about to close yeah. like they're about the transitioning to the p s five um but the, you still want them to like, hey, you want to yeah. play last of Us part two yeah p s four
1: is still a thing like yeah the um, want, the sales are so good they don't, they don't want to send the signal to people to stop buying PlayStation 4s.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it with that message alone like even for me, like I'm excited for the PS5, but I'm not excited to actually get it on day 1 simply because um you know, there's I still have the PS4. There's a lot to get excited for Mm-mm. still. And I can actually, you know, look around and see what I have missed on the PS4 because now I know that the PS5 Will be worth the investment anyway, thanks to backwards compatibility. Like, there's like, there's yeah. no rush to jump in right away, yeah. And so they're just giving a small, like, you know, like bits and pieces every now and then. Um, I don't see any difference if they show. Yeah, it's mm. just interesting. Yeah, doing it this way.
1: Yeah, and and basically, and Microsoft does not have a huge install base. That will, that to, to trip up on. They can afford to say, buy an Xbox console because they're not cannibalizing their own user base by doing that when the user base is so small. Um, yeah. Or we could be wrong. They like, can like just throw up all the information in one month. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it could happen. You mean like it, you in mean June? It? Like, oh, here's a big, like, I don't know, PlayStation experience or whatever, like their own version of Direct for, for Sony, and they just throw everything at you. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I mean, sounds like kind of something that Sony could do and could afford to do. It's just they're just not doing it now in the year in the the month of March when they can wait for August to do that. Yeah,
0: but like I think compared to like what we knew more or we saw even saw the the look of Xbox One Xbox Series X like in December already.
1: Yeah, and moving on, I want to. I want to moving on. I do want to say also that by by showing by showing their hand by laying down all their cards, Microsoft Microsoft is also playing a very smart strategy. I think uh, by because so much of the PlayStation Four is not different from the Xbox, as I mentioned already. That right. every time they talk about new things like uh, like the variable clock speeds, the system's power balance, and all these other te- techie like. Uh, these sort of like technical tricks that the PlayStation 5 is doing, they sound like excuses for why the bottom line numbers don't match or don't meet the height of the Xbox Series X. I'm not saying that's true, I'm just saying the perception matters that PlayStation is now in a race to define their console as, okay, we're not as powerful as Xbox Series X, why? <laughs>
0: and here's like why you should actually you know yeah. jump into the next whatever uh next generation. Yeah. But you know, um in in short, we knew the PS5 would be just as strong as the Xbox Series X. Um it's just more of like the fight, like more proof that yeah, they're just giving us bite sizes on specific targets, yeah. specific market targets and we'll see probably in a couple of months and it seems to me that it would be ideal that, you know, it would be delayed thanks to what's currently happening in the world, but it seems to be that's not the case. Um, because with all the like, mass making of like, the new consoles, you know, you'd think the coronavirus would actually make an impact. They're not saying it would make an impact yet, but we'll see months down the line. But yeah, that's the PS5 so far the current update on the PS5 and uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk more about it if we get more details on the next generation of consoles. Um, uh, uh, moving forward, uh, yeah. last but not least, another game, another demo was released recently and that's the demo for Resident
1: Evil 3. Resident Evil 3. Oh, 3. Jill horror franchise singular the Nemesis. Oh.
0: But yeah, I played on PC. You played it on the PS4. I think you played it as well.
1: I played it on the PC. I did not finish it because okay. I died. St- I died stupidly, uh, okay. making mistakes I knew better than to not make. But oh well, them's the breaks.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it. It's already out. If anybody wants to give a a, a go and yeah. of the of the demo, it's available on consoles and the PC. Yeah, and, uh, and it's important
1: to the note there is no thirty minute limit, single trial limit on yeah. the Resident Evil Three demo. So if you guys remember last year, they released a demo for the Resident Evil Two remake, and you could only play it for thirty minutes. But uh, it if you if if you didn't finish it, like you would, and if you ran out of time, you couldn't play it again.
0: Yeah, this one's just all out. Um, I accidentally finished it. Like I, I, I didn't. I was just playing along with the, with the demo, and I actually just finished it in fifteen minutes. There's actually a lot more to explore in Raccoon City, um, but from what I took out of the demo, and I played the remake of Resident Evil Two. They, they, they just. It feels in place, just like RE2. There's nothing much to say, but it definitely looks and feels right in terms of what, they've, what they're trying to build on when they released RE2. like They're not trying to make anything fancy or anything. Um, it's just, this is Resident Evil 3 in a much more modern sense. And uh, the only thing that I actually noticed in terms of like technical changes, maybe, is the fact that Jill is much more mobile than Leon and Claire.
1: Oh like, really? I didn't the even moment, notice that right away.
0: The moment, like you can actually, the moment, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I didn't use it as much in RE2, but in RE3, it's easier for me to like dodge.
1: That's right, because there's a uh, dodge a zombie. zombie. There's a like instant. some
0: flashy like like woof, like, you, like you move to the right, or you move to the left.
1: Yeah, that I, you, now that you mentioned that, that was not present in Resident Evil 2. So I like it. I like I I I like it because it made me feel more like. Like like dodging zombies would be a little bit more practical.
0: Yeah, and that's helpful because Nemesis is always on your tail, so it's actually pretty useful when you fight Nemesis. And but what you've if you've played the Resident Evil remake, you're pretty much gonna get somewhat the same format or like rhythm in RE three. That's the only thing I can I know I can only tell it. Like the, the move the how Jill moves. She's more mobile for sure. Uh, but everything aside from that, it's just pretty much the RE2 remake, but in Resident Evil 3, because the the UI is the same, the controls. Because I also played in the, I also played the RE2 remake on the PC, feels it, you controls are the same. Um, I got really
1: into it, honestly. Like um Yeah yeah, I
0: I am actually yeah, I it made me thought think about RE2, how much I liked it and made me excited to like oh I get more of it of this. Yeah. You know? I
1: mean, okay, so I didn't grow I'm I'm the kind of gamer who didn't grow up uh with Resident Evil. Like it was around at my time, but I, I was more of a PC guy and uh Resident Evil three was the one I played on the PlayStation and liked but didn't finish. So, but when I played Resident Evil Two remake, I wasn't really keen on it, uh, mostly because I'm a big old coward for some horror games. <laughs> uh, I think I think uh, my lifestyle nowadays isn't suited for that kind of stuff. But at the right. same time, you know, these remakes are really exciting because they really keep this preserve. I think they preserve the spirit of the games without necessarily recreating all their flaws and weaknesses or their super. Like it's 1996, and this is how we make video games. You know, deal with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, they didn't. Thank God they didn't bring back the pad controls because that's not something I
1: want to. Yeah, like you know, and, coming and back, your, and your motion is still limited in the re, in the remakes, but it's not quite as cumbersome. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, not. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think c- a comparison could be made between a more ni- like you know how there are video game characters who move like nimble, nimble like high speed shooter dudes like Doom Slayer. And then, there's like, and then there's like Gears of War where everybody moves like very ponderous. I think, right. it, I think Resident Evil is kind of like that. It's the difference between playing as Nathan Drake from Uncharted and playing Leon and Claire is uh, a similar experience. But you, you can't run as fast or move as fast or you know, take on a hundred guys like, like Nathan Drake can.
0: I also want to point out the 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 amount of like the, the projects Capcom's releasing or or working on. Like we're talking about Resident Evil Three, mm-hmm. Resident Evil Two, Resident Evil Seven, and De- Devil May Cry Five. All these games, they all look really good. They do, like, right? Whatever end, whatever engine they're using, and they're, I, th- I think they're using the same engine. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's
1: called the it's called the RE engine or the RE yeah, engine. Yeah. It looks it beautiful. It's great. It I looks good. I'm, I'm so amazed at how they're able to acquire this kind of, you know, hyper real, you know, but like photorealistic look and get it to run on a diverse number of systems and video cards.
0: Yeah, and it works well. Like the like re- reason why I mentioned the May i5 because it's like um, it looks great and, then there's, and it can also work with like high out like high octane so much things going on the screen and it looks it still looks pretty and the models seem very reactive especially when i saw when i played resident evil 3 um whenever you whenever you have jill like um hitting the the wall she will like oh whoops you know she'll have her arms um touch the wall and all that very subtle things but something that i actually appreciate um in terms of the experience of resident evil 3 and I just I'm, it just makes me with this and even what Square Enix is doing with Rez Final Fantasy 7 Remake I'm just excited with the whole idea of remakes now even more yeah with with these kinds of like um, um, respect to the source material and how they modernize um, this kind of project um, hopefully I see more companies like maybe in Europe or even the US take this approach because it's exciting to actually see classics come back into a modern sense. right. working.
1: It's just y- great. Y- you know, I want, I want, I want uh, Square Enix to remaster Valkyrie Profile for me. But and I just not? mean for me yeah. and for no one else because no That's- one else is important. <laughs> they just email you the game. <laughs> yeah, just email me the game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or Final Fantasy Tactics, but you know, like um, no. But uh, to your point, it's, it's it's yeah, it's super cool because we have grown up. There are a lot of remasters and remakes in pop culture, but most of the remasters and remakes in that we've seen are more like upscaling. Uh, sorry, the remasters—they're yeah. upscaling the like, existing po- like game,
0: polishing this, this, the the sharpness of this, making weird polygons, them
1: gone. Like, Yeah, making them compatible for new hardware, new d- new display sizes, new resolutions, and new rendering techniques. But otherwise, it's still the same stuff. But yeah. uh, Final Fantasy VII remake and Resident Evil really like you know. Uh, change how we think about what a what an update looks like.
0: And yeah, it's looking great, and it's actually just not far. It's just weeks away till release. We're talking about April three. is when we can play Resident Evil three. I know. I already. saw. The, I
1: saw the poster. I saw. The, did you see the poster?
0: When- I, I. I. put. Yeah. I put a screenshot. I might even post that on the Facebook. Cause like, yes, Capcom, we get it. It's coming out. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. put
1: it in your game,
0: <laughs> or in your demo rather, <laughs> which like, is actually a pretty cool, cute thing uh-uh. to do um no but yeah um re3 is just like how you would expect um if you guys are coming in like blind you haven't played re2 remake we're talking about um scarcity of like your ammo your inventory management um all of that it's not it's definitely what you would expect of before like the game before and nemesis again looks just menacing and just badass he's mm, perfect at least yeah.
1: for me. You know, I want Capcom to get the RE engine, lend it to Square Enix. They're both companies that want to do remakes anyway. And tell Square okay. Enix, here, you can borrow our tech. Go make Parasite Eve remastered. They don't need RE engine. And then and then when they do that, they'll be like, all right, and we will help you by making Dino Christus remake for you. Hey, yo! <laughs> I would love...
0: Those are two games that I think should get a remake. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. actually pretty cool. I would love to have a Dino Crisis remake. Um, oh, yeah, third great... energy. Third energy, baby. <laughs> oh my god, time travel, all that jazz. And I would love to see Parasite Eve in, in the same vein as how they handled Final Fantasy VII Remake. That would be fantastic. If no one knows what Parasite Eve is... I don't know if there's a remaster of that game but that's the game still unique to this time especially how gameplay has worked i mean how it, how it was played so i definitely would love to see that happen and i don't know anything's up in the air anything's possible with these kinds of things final fantasy 7 was not supposed to happen it happened but we'll see down the line what's more i know but anyway i think that's it we have run out of time for episode 197 is this 197 yeah we don't know what else what we're gonna do but definitely we're on a we're pretty much on a weekly track at this point if you guys actually been paying attention um so you know well it's it's brief it's very simple it's very specific but it's definitely up to date and if you guys want to you know hear more of you know what we talk about or what we um what we've been playing you know check us out every week and we would love to hear your thoughts on what we've discussed in previous episodes or even the one we're talking about right now um yeah. feel free to contact us anywhere facebook
1: um, even our email or twitter check us up and on uh, facebook.com slash too much gaming um you can also find us on our actual website too much where uh we post news features reviews and uh opinions uh when we can and if you want to yell at me for my stupid ideas about video games, I'm mm-hmm. at arcelia Matthew on Twitter. Yep,
0: there you go. And that's, yep, and this is not if you like what we're doing here in, in the podcast, we also have others. You we mentioned the website. we also meant we also have also of YouTube, I stream whatever I had, whatever I played in Doom Eternal, it's pretty much on Twitch, right? Like I think we did, I think I played the whole thing yesterday. That was like six hours of just oh demon death. but yeah um i think that's it for 197 thanks for listening and we'll talk to you guys next time
1: wash your hands
0: right. oh, yeah 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 do that